The following is a reflection on the readings for Wednesday of the fourth week of Easter. The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 12, verses 24 to chapter 13, verse 5. The responsorial is Psalm 67, and the Gospel is John chapter 12, verses 44 to 50. Today's readings give us a clear picture of how the early church grew. From Acts chapters 12 to 13, we hear that the Word of God advanced and gained adherence. This is because it is living and active, powerful for salvation, revealing a righteousness from God. In the Old Testament in particular, God's grandeur and majesty ring out as well as His promises. Without this dynamic, nothing would begin. Yet the Word does not proclaim itself, as St. Paul states in Romans chapter 10, verses 14 to 15. Quote, how then can they call on one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. After Pentecost, the apostles and disciples boldly proclaimed the gospel with the remarkable result of many conversions. In addition to the Word of God, however, also active was the Holy Spirit who directed the outreach. For example, quote, The Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. And, quote, Being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues. Acts chapter 13, verses 3 to 4. So God took the initiative through his word and spirit. But notice the response by the leaders of the church at Antioch, which is crucial. They worshipped the Lord, fasted, and laid their hands on those they sent out. Thus, through this cooperation with the initiative of God's word and spirit, the early church grew and there was no stopping it. In today's Gospel, Jesus says, I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in darkness. When pagans of the Roman Empire encountered the Word of God through the evangelists' inspired preaching and their works of mercy, light began to shine as never before. The dynamism of God's Word and Spirit began to open their eyes so that their hearts were changed. The same dynamic operative in the early church is available to us today. Yes, we are in lockdown with many protocols of social distance that has brought distress and its own form of darkness. But nothing can overpower the light of Christ, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and God's Word. This is the time to open our hearts and permit the love of God to wash over us. A further point is made in today's Gospel. Jesus, being Son of God and Son of Man, is the mediator between us and the Father. Thus he states, Whatever I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. It is the Father that draws humanity to himself through Christ. When we let ourselves be so drawn, the benefits set forth by today's psalmist belong to us. Quote, May God be gracious and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. 
This is an important statement as it points ultimately to the beatific vision in heaven when we will experience unmediated face-to-face -face intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But even now in this life of struggle, God's grace and blessing are available, which is the beginning of heaven. The effect of this grace or presence of God in the soul is that we have greater confidence in the midst of trials, knowing God's mercy. As the psalmist states, Let the heavens be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. We also have confidence to share our story of faith and live boldly for Christ. This was the case for our saint of the day, St. Peter Chanel. Born in 1803 in France, he was ordained a priest and joined the Society of Mary, a new religious order dedicated to foreign missionary work. After spending five years as spiritual director at the seminary, Father Chanel received permission to travel to the Pacific Islands. He arrived in the island of Fortuna near Fiji and began to learn the language and customs of the peoples. After much work and patience, his ministry began to bear fruit and converts. When the local chief became envious of the success and fearing losing his authority, especially given that his son sought baptism, the chief sent an assassin to eliminate the problem. St. Chanel was martyred in 1841. Later, as a result of the good work began by our saint, most of the island converted to Catholicism, including the chief who originally ordered the murder. As the chief lay dying, he expressed his wish that he be buried near the grave of St. Peter Chanel, so that those who visit the saint would walk over his grave to reach it. Let us pray. O God, life of the faithful, glory of the humble, blessedness of the just, listen kindly to the prayers of those who call on you, that they who thirst for what you generously promised may always have their fill of your plenty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen.